You're listening to Art of the Float. Welcome to Art of the Flow, where flow centers thrive, a weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our flow centers. We love it when you join us each week as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our flow centers. Of course, you can find us at Art of the Float on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and at artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, and pictures from every episode. I am so excited. Another week with Amy back. Amy from Float Nashville is co-hosting tonight. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. And Brian is behind the scenes on all those buttons and dials that light up his face in an incredibly, almost beautiful fashion, to be quite frank, if I can be open about it. Uh, so he's he's running the boards back there. And uh, before we get started, um, let's see here. Oh, just so you know, we have Beth Jones on tonight. So really excited to bring her on. She's starting to franchise. And She's willing to be an open book to us to discuss what that means to start with one float center and then say, yeah, this has a nice rhythm to it. I can expand out to this, uh, expand this out and see how that goes. Uh, Full disclosure, this uh, interview is recorded out of sync uh, with uh, tonight's recording with Amy and Brian. So just so you know that um, that's a one-on-one interview with me and Beth, but very insightful, really cool stuff. Excited to share that with you guys. Uh, let's see here. I want to thank Sandra Ricky for signing up for our Patreon. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon account. It means so much to us. We are doing a bonus set this month in kind of salute to Float Conference, the last true Float Conference uh, hosted by the Float On guys. Oh, my goodness. We're going to party. Our, our livers might not be super <laughs> grateful, but we are going to partay. And uh, it's going to be a good time. But anyway, um, in in celebration of that, we're doing a free bonus set this month. So you're not just getting one bonus set with David, but you're also getting another bonus set with Amanda. Beautiful photos I took years ago, actually, I I believe. And I've just been tinkering around with it for for the last couple of years, just doing little edits here and there. And I'm finally finally releasing them. Um, I think you guys are going to be really impressed with these, and they're very usable. They're very much describing the emotions of floating rather than just the simplicity of uh, viewing somebody who is floating, if that makes any sense. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters for supporting us. It truly means the world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Speaking of the float conference, this is it, guys. August 18th and 19th. I I don't know what else to say. This is it. Come on out. Uh, Art of the Flow is going to have a a booth. I'll be there. Brian's going to be there. Amy will not be there. I'm so Mm. sad to say so sad. Uh, Amy, it's so the time of year for us to get together and bond, and it's so good. But uh, the good news is we'll be able to make new friends. (laughs) So please stop by our booth and say hello. Really excited. The plan is all things... I'm going to knock on wood here. Uh, All things uh, going well. We're actually going to have a recording booth, uh, pretty kind of even like soundproofed, quote unquote, sound booth at our booth. So we will be asking you questions and uh, we'll be recording your answers for the podcast. And so you actually get to speak to the rest of the float conference world and, and share your stories and insights of running a float center or starting a float center. So really excited to get all of your guys's voices. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, wait a minute. Am I reading an ad or am I talking about <laughs> the floats booth? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> But just to make sure it's really clear, flowconference.com is where you want to go uh, to look at the speakers, which, as usual, I mean, this is definitely a pinnacle year of speakers that are going to be on the show, um, or on the show, sorry, uh, at the Flow Conference. So uh, again, flowconference.com is where you want to go. 
and meet everybody in the float conference, meet your neighbors, uh, you know, just a few blocks down the street and meet your neighbors across the country and across the world. It's really an incredible union of everybody who's in the industry. So please make it out. It's a wonderful time. And again, I'll mention it one more time. This is the last one put on the float, float on guys. So this is a, this is a bit of a farewell tour and it's going to be a bit emotional, I think for, for a lot of us. So again, August 18th and 19th. 2018 baby this is it amy how are you doing tonight i'm doing all right i'm i'm tearing up a little bit over here <laughs> i'm i'm super super bummed um you know it's funny you plan these businesses and you think okay i have a little wiggle room in there with my timeline everything will be okay you know surely i'll be open and running full force by the time the float conference comes around mm -hmm. and you know the best laid plans and all that and um and kind of, you you had extra runway in your plans. I had so like, much extra <laughs> runway. <laughs> and as we can see, that didn't work out so the way that I thought anyway. Right. Uh, I'm sure it worked out exactly the way it was supposed to in hmm. the scheme of life, the universe, and everything. But um, right now, I'm just a little bummed that I'm not going to be out there uh, kind of bonding. You know, the one nice thing about the float conference is having that opportunity to be around people who really understand what you're going through, get the industry, and don't look at you like crazy when you spend like five, oh. 10 minutes going on and on about your water and how beautiful it is or, or your, <laughs> you know, uh, the crazy things that we have a tendency to think are, are amazing um, and, and we get. So it, uh, like usually I'm it's bummed. the first conversation is like, oh yeah, Learning Float Tank Center is so much fun. Yeah, crystal water, great, everything's great. And then like, yeah, I don't know, one and a half drinks, maybe for me, I mean, for me, it's a half drink and not because I'm super honest, but because I'm a lightweight with alcohol, I, 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 it's like, ah, our, it's, it's really tough. We're having a hard time hiring and our water is a purple green and it's reaching out of our float tank. So we have some issues here and yeah, there was a knife fight in our lobby. Uh, th those things start coming out pretty quickly yeah. at the float conference. That tends not to the rest of the year, so it's pretty good. Right, right. And we all need that time. I, I think it's super right. important. And um, I think that's what's making it, like I said, a little bit hard for me right now because, you know, when you're in these difficult situations, these difficult times, that's yeah. when you really want to be around people. And for me, it's tough to get on social media. I'm, I'm not yeah. on social media a lot. Um, so having those opportunities to to sit down with people who get you and know where you're coming from is so incredibly crucial mm -hmm. and important so for those of you going just grab onto that time be completely present and and in that moment and send me lots of pictures and messages oh please. sweet <laughs> what, what's the float conference hashtag is it is it FloatCon? how do we how do we make sure we can track that i know we've done it in previous years we have, and I think they've used FloatCon like the year, FloatCon. like FloatCon 2017 yeah. or FloatCon We'll just use all the hashtags, including why we all. float. Yeah, okay. And great. why we float, yeah, I got well, it. You'll I know what's happening at the float conference. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I can't believe it's it's another year. It's just amazing. I know. It goes fast. Um, and, and so you're not making it. You're putting your boots on the ground, making sure Float Alchemy is running. How, how are things yeah. looking this week? Uh, you know... So, interestingly enough, uh, we started out the day and everything was looking dreadful, as usual. Um, but 
things, phones started ringing, people started walking in, and it's we're definitely picking up. I mean, we're getting there. Great. People okay. are recognizing it. We're uh, doing our grand opening on September 1st, so every Wednesday, so tomorrow as at the time we're recording this, we're going to be doing little giveaways. So we're going to be trying to do things that helps us reach out. Like I said last week, too, uh, being in this situation, being in this place, um, we're having to just switch around that marketing strategy a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we all do. We all tweak and make adjustments. So this isn't, sometimes it feels overwhelming, but the reality of it is, you know, it's always forward, always onward, always upward. But when you come <laughs> into your office and there's only one float and one massage on oh, the books, sure. it can feel a little, it can feel a little crappy. Now we ended up with a really full day, so. Oh, awesome. I, I don't know which you know. is worse when you've been open for seven <laughs> years and you have two floats on your books or when you first open and you see you only have two floats on your books. But now you've had both, so that's great. Yeah, so <laughs> now we go. Ta-da! That's it. Like, it's uh, better from here, right? Right. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it Just sounds like it. yes. It sounds like yes. And you'll only gain <laughs> momentum, right? I mean, right. certainly one hopes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I know not just hopes, but you're working towards. Yeah. And, you know, I, like I said, some days feel more overwhelming than others, but sure. we're, we're making uh, making progress. And, you know, I'm working on other things on my plate, too. The kombucha, uh, things are happening there. And we've just got, we've got a lot of stuff going on. And that's, that's okay. We have seasons. Everyone has these seasons. And that's what it is, a season. It passes. You know, I'm not sure if I talked about it on the podcast, but the the float shop has had a pretty weak summer. And I think I actually said it in passing, but I forgot to say, like, previously, we have rocking summers. And we have a lot of people coming into town and buying big packages. And it's really exciting. But this year, that hasn't been happening. And I think it's because the value of people traveling using TripAdvisor has dropped and or they have put places to go way in the back corner of TripAdvisor. Like if you just go to TripAdvisor.com, it's now all about booking you for hotel and travel and all the things that I think have a little bit more money making. Well, definitely have more money making for TripAdvisor. And and uh, this kind of Yelp-like review aggregator is, is tucked way back. So uh, being the number one spa in Oregon doesn't mean as much anymore. And so that's been interesting. Now, with that being said, our membership... Um, has been keeping us quote unquote afloat, uh, which mm-hmm. has been really nice. So the, our membership plan is really awesome. So our numbers kind of uh, are deceiving. You would think that a lot of people are floating with us, but uh, despite some empty tanks, which to a degree is nice with, um, you know, we, there are projects that our staff can get done and, and some painting and stuff like that, which is nice. Sorry to go on a tangent there. <laughs> no, actually, I think you bring up something very good. Um, we've been the number one spa in Nashville for a while, and we also, as I've said, have had slow summer. Um, mm-hmm. But I find the interesting, I didn't even think about the TripAdvisor. I haven't looked at their interface for a while, so that's um, that's interesting insight. I'll have to, I'll have to give that some thought and uh, think about that a little bit more and check some things out. So thank you for that. It, it's just getting it's harder and harder to reach people. You know, it's like, what's it what's the next thing that's hot? And, you know, we, we've talked about that a lot in the past, and mm-hmm. Snapchat became hot, but it wasn't necessarily just set up for businesses to take advantage of. And, like, what's the next thing that's going to actually be big for businesses? Or is Facebook just going to keep its foot in the door, um, you know, as it has, and just keep charging more and more for us to be able to reach uh, people, which which they make the argument. It's it's for their customers. They don't just want to hear from a bunch of businesses, which I, I 
mostly agree with. I don't like businesses on my Facebook. I, I don't want to hear from most businesses. So if I'm going to like them, I do want to hear from them. So I'm not 100% sold on that. But all I know is they, they're trying to curate for their people. At least that's what they're trying to that's what they're saying, but definitely they're going to make more money by shrinking our reach and making us pay yeah. more to reach people. Uh, and, you know, this is a totally, this is a whole nother uh, podcast, but, you know, <laughs> video, let's talk about Instagram TV and, and Instagram and how that's just absolutely exploding. So there's some other things out there that have been, that have been happening that I think yeah. we just have to switch our focus and our concentration. Man, when I see the reach of Instagram versus Facebook, it's it's tough for me to be like, yes, I really should be investing in Instagram. Um, and like, not to say that we don't, but like the live feeds, the things that disappear, like, yes, you get in people's eyes, but it's a fraction of what Facebook is reaching, uh, or a fraction of what Facebook, you know, how many people are using Facebook. But then I guess we need to weigh that against how many people are we actually reaching when we make a post on Facebook versus Instagram. Yeah, which and is that's a better algorithm. Thing. Uh, for the new company, I am definitely reaching much more on Instagram than I am on Facebook. So much more. Gosh darn. It's, Things are changing. Times they are changing. But the Somebody weird thing is, said. is Float Nashville. I can't get any. I can't get seem to get any grip on Instagram. So who the heck knows? <laughs> so funny. Whatever. Love Whatever. it. I love it. We have all the answers here on Art of the Float, obviously. <laughs> obviously. No questions one. anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got it all. We got it all figured out. That's right. Um, <laughs> and anything, I know we've been all over the place, but anything yeah. you want to cover this week? <laughs> I want to share two things. Um, number one, I'm just throwing it out there because it's been my experience and maybe it'll help someone. We have a uh, tank, we have our open tank at Float Nashville that is, uh, this still is a liner and we're still using the heated pads underneath. And lately, those pads we haven't changed out at all and that tank is five year, almost five years old. And lately we started to have issues. My, our employees were saying, hey guys, we're coming in in the morning and it's you know down six, seven, eight degrees. It's been getting tougher to warm up. Uh, we don't know what's going on. So I keep saying to Mark, hey, you know, maybe we should go change out those those heaters. It seems like it's about time anyway. And Mark, of course, that requires us ripping out everything on that tank. And he's not keen to do that. So he kept saying, no, no, let's try these things. We'll go, we'll go back next I week. Can't. I can't blame him. I know, seriously. <laughs> so the employees, of course, were getting a little bit disgruntled. Uh, mm. And finally, he said, all right, all right, if we can't figure it out, what's going on here, uh, by in the next few days, I'll go on a Monday, which is our day off, and I'll rip everything apart, and I'll figure it out. So uh, <laughs> we got a call from our we got a call from our employee when she was doing deep clean on Monday, and she said, uh, I think I figured out the problem. And we're like, well, what in the world did you find? In our filter, she found a washcloth. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have no idea, but interesting. It must have Wait taken a, a long, several weeks to get through the pipe into the filter. How did it get through the... We have no idea. It's a mystery. Uh, but the moment we took that out and started running it, we haven't had an issue since. So Mark is <laughs> very relieved and very happy. Uh, but yeah, we had a washcloth that when got you sucked. Think you've seen it all. Oh, crazy that really i don't is. even know i don't even know how it got in there um so that was one thing if you <laughs> i mean Fair enough. shoes hey you're warranted one of those every 10 years it's okay you never know, how ridiculous you know? 
<laughs> stupid, crazy, uh, but you know, I'm throwing it out there in case anybody else needs to, might be having heating issues. Might want to check your pipes <laughs> or washcloths. Wow. Random washcloths. Um, the other bit of <laughs> the other thing that happened this week that we're still trying to uh, actually it didn't happen this week, but I I don't want to I don't want to out any clients if anybody's listening. <laughs> I don't want this to be. Uh, to, to be able to be traced or anything, but it, it happened a little bit back. Uh, we uh, joined the Code Brown in the Shower Club, sadly. Wait, when? Wait. Mm, yes, the, sir. In the shower. How recent was this? Oh, in the last couple weeks. Oh, really? At the new location. Oh, <gasps> no way! Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think this has come up. On... Wow. All right. Uh, this is something. Okay. So, so we... yeah. Yeah, please. No, please. Okay. I'm sorry. You... No. So the client came out <laughs> to the front desk and mm-hmm. I, casually she paid her bill and, um, and casually added, um, I was standing in the shower and uh, I don't know, some mud started coming up from the oh. thing. You might want to check out the drain. There's something wrong with the drain. Oh, mud started coming up. Yeah. Um, but she said all this kind of casually. And then she's like, well, I was going to come out and say something, but I was almost done. And she's like, it just kind of doesn't smell right either. Oh. Um, so we go back in. We go back to the back and uh, find out that not only has it... Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's put it this way. It flooded out into the hallway. Oh. So I go back, and the um, the offending material had blocked the drain, and so water wasn't going down. It was now flushing the water uh, to the door and out into the hallway. Now, here's the thing. She very, like I said, very casually said, "Oh, this yeah. mud." Like, I think you have mud in your drain. It came up. Yeah. Um, however, the thing is, uh, we started cleaning it up. And, and honestly, the moment you walked in the room, you knew that it was yeah. not mud. Let's just mm. put it that way. Yeah. Um, and we found things in the room that couldn't possibly have come up through the drain. Mm-hmm. And further investigation, because I'm like, okay, we got to call the plumber. What oh, is right. going on? Totally. I'm like in a yeah, panic. Yeah, yeah. Relying and the on plumber's your like, feedback. yeah. Because I'm thinking everybody else, everything else got screwed up. Why not this? No, plumber's like, nope, that's impossible. Um, mm. We have safety things in place that it can't oh, be pushed. So anyway, it's not something that came from another drain. It's not something that came from another float room. And the fact that what we found could not have come up through the drains. Yeah. In the size that it was. Right, right. All over the room at this point. So how um, come it was yeah. flooding? Was it blocking the drain yeah. itself? Yes, yeah. it was blocking the drain. Man, I'm so, I'm sorry for so, both you, yeah. the employees that had to clean it, and for the person who had to go through that. Like, what an embarrassing thing. Like, what, what's yeah. that word, incontinence? Is that what, the, what that would be? I like, am not sure. Um, sure. I mean, like, there, it, that's not yeah. an easy, as an adult, uh, to, to not have bowel control. That's brutal, yeah. man. That sucks. And I totally understand yeah. not being able to announce it to the, well, you you know, know. the business you're inside. Yeah, we don't want to... Oh. You know, we don't obviously didn't want to, um, we don't want to embarrass her or say anything, but, um, but yeah, so that was our first, our first time with that. And it took us several, well, it didn't take us several days, um, but we did check everything to make sure because she was, you know, because she had made the comment that it came up through the drain. We wanted to make sure there was nothing going on with the rest of our, our plumbing to make sure. Hmm. Um, And then we were left with, oh, now we understand what happened. 
Uh, so yeah, it was interesting. It was Mark and I cleaning and. Uh, oh well, that's we took, good. We took two days to clean the room and sanitize everything. Cool. Three, two, okay. Three times, but um, I mean, I, that, it, it's nice that it's the owners dealing with it, like. You know, yeah. on, rather well. than some green <laughs> new person. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Not that I would wish it upon anybody, of course, yeah. but well, well. It was um, it was a rough week. So for those of you who have uh, been talking about this in uh, Float Collective, um, we're part of that, the club, and that, we feel ya. I think that was today, as of the recording of this, that showed up in Float Collective. Uh, yeah, in the shower. Yeah. In the shower. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Mm. But... Um, yeah, so these things happen. These are the things that we, like you said, we don't talk about the rest of the year too much. Uh, we <laughs> right. certainly isn't something that we go around sharing with people outside of the uh, industry. Uh, but also, for those of us inside, I have a lot of empathy and I feel for you. For real, real. <laughs> yeah, you know, gosh, fecal yeah. matter aside, any plumbing issues mm-hmm. are just the most stressful thing in the world to yes. me. That is just the epitome of stress running a float center. <laughs> Uh, and also like what a great uh, story like in celebration of float conference like just the, the dirtiest stories you know just like the, the grimiest grittiest did I just say grimiest did that Amy Grimes grimiest you did indeed ah <laughs> uh, fantastic uh, Amy I cannot yeah. one up you just so you know you have won this week's <laughs> I, this I week won this round. <laughs> in tell me what I've, what I've won please uh, I will mail you some yellow rubber gloves how about that that's awesome for next time that's exactly mm-hmm. what I needed we'll call them golden yeah that's, golden. it's a trophy golden trophy nice I like not it not gonna go any further than that uh, let's see here oh <laughs> gosh um, how about you I'm gonna, I want to talk about the FTA real quick if I can okay absolutely I'm, I'm nervous about talking about this uh oh but um, the FTA was on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I'm... All right. I just got to pretend it's just you and me talking, and I just want to talk with you about this. So FTA was on our show. Uh, they um, were very kind in joining us on for a quote-unquote live episode where the rest of the float community also joined us, uh, which was yeah. very cool, really awesome for everybody to, like, uh, I say everybody, people who, who showed up to express their maybe grievances and what they'd like to see and for FTA to talk about what they're doing and what they plan to do. And we came to some agreements and um, for for things to start happening um, so that we would, I don't know, kind of like build faith in the FTA and just start seeing things that we want to see. And um, a, a lot of it had, have, well, I don't want to get into that. Uh, so uh, one of those was uh, notes from uh, meetings being shared and um, the other was hours worked uh, being logged for, mm. for us to see. And and there was a little hemming and hawing about like how much should be public and how much should be for paying members. And I, I think most of the agreement was it should be uh, public, but you know, e- even that aside, one set of meeting notes went out. Oh, by the way, during a time where I was incredibly sick, Sandra and I, our whole house got super sick. Uh, weeks went by and then I started looking into like, okay, cool, like let's see about updates, what's going on. Um, one set of notes had gone out and nothing since then. No more meeting notes, no hours logged, nothing, and no word of why not, uh, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, sure. for, for, for me, personally, um, having seen this year after year after year of it, seemingly the float industry saying somewhat clearly what they want, the float, the FTA saying, 
yes, we will do that. Uh, we hear you. And then nothing happening for a year. And then float conference shows up and there's another round table meeting and they say, yes, we hear you. And then nothing happens. And then, um, I changed what the episode was going to be, and several people behind the scenes who were going to participate changed what, uh, what they were going to do and still showed up for the meeting to help facilitate. And, um, uh, you know, we, we, we took up time and we reached out to the community. It, it, feels, it feels bad. It feels yucky for me. Um, and uh, for so many years, it's been like, that's their thing and it's separate. And now that I've kind of extended myself into it, and been burned like not just with fta dues but with with like my my time and attention and and involving the community in it it feels really yucky and i'm i'm just not happy i don't know what more to say about it than that but my faith is at an all-time low for sure not that it's been very high for a long time but it's it's extremely low and uh i i know a, a, a newsletter or a um questionnaire went out for the float industry I didn't fill it out, and and uh, like I don't know what more I'm supposed to do after this many years of filling out surveys, doing things, creating a connection between them and, and the industry to communicate and saying nothing or very little uh, in response to that. What am I, su- now I'm also supposed to fill out this? One more thing, one more thing to do? Uh, it's very frustrating. Now, with all, and, and Amy, I know you wanna talk, <laughs> but, but in, in almost the same sentence of, I mean, uh not the same sentence, but me running here, I I do want to acknowledge that the FTA does a lot of good. There's a lot behind the scenes that is getting done that is very good for the industry. And I don't want to disregard that in any way, uh, but I think that there is more to it than just the behind the scenes things that help the industry. It's a little bit more complicated than that. I also understand that these are volunteers. These are not people getting paid to do this. And for that, I can't even thank them enough for what they're doing, right? Like I, right. I personally don't have time for that. Like I, I cannot be a part of that. I cannot do that. And the fact that they are able to run businesses and do as much work as they are able to do is incredible to me. And it's a thankless job. Here's one more time the public is poo-pooing on the, uh, sorry for the pun there, callback <laughs> on the FTA um, that, and they have to just eat it and, and keep moving forward. And I totally acknowledge that. I know that is an incredibly difficult space. Uh, with that being said, there's something about your word, what you're putting out there, and and living up to that. And I've made those mistakes in the past. I've said I'm going to do things, even with Art of the Float years ago, that, that didn't uh, come to fruition. I, I understand that. Um, but I, um, on this scale, with this much time, I've got my hands up in the air at this point. I don't know, I don't know what to do anymore or what to expect or if we should have a different FTA altogether. Does something new need to start? Like what needs to happen for something to be functional that is integrated with the rest of the float community that gets things done, is transparent, and we can we can see and, and be proud of what's happening. <sighs> Amy? <laughs> Before I keep rambling. Oh, no, no. Uh, you know, it, it is unfortunate. And like you said, the, the sad part in all this is that I'm not so sure that it's, you know, one side's fault or the other all the way. I have everybody, like you said, they're running a business, they're running, doing things that are tough to do yep. when you're running yep. a business. And, Has um, to be acknowledged, yeah. But as, and I think a lot of us are coming from different places. I'm coming from a massage, you know, I'm a massage therapist. We have our professional organizations. And so I have certain expectations of professional organizations because of my experience. Mm. So, um, and everybody's coming to this from, with with their own expectations of it. So. 
Yeah, and a, that's an interesting, like, we want, we want, we want. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a difficult place to work from. It is. When you don't um, have the resources. But, you know, this might be an opportunity to to look. You know, the Canadian Float Collective uh, was, was coming up and had some great ideas. There's other organizations mm -hmm. out there who, um, you know, might find an, a niche in this, might see what people want and develop a certain niche and and start out and do their own thing. Or maybe it's time for a for-profit organization. Um, I don't know, I'm not, <laughs> not me, uh, but you know, someone out there might have that uh, burden on them or might have that, uh, uh, that calling for them and mm -hmm. might fill in the spaces where the FTA is a nonprofit as a volunteer run organization can't fulfill. So mm -hmm. uh, if nothing else, it shows that there is a need out there and perhaps there's gonna be someone who is willing to, to fill, that, fill that niche and create, uh, you know, and, and help the FTA find, uh, find their place in this, what they can do and what, and, and just choose those areas that they can do well, instead of trying to be everything to everybody. Cause mm -hmm. that's a tough, mm -hmm. it's a tough place to be. That's Absolutely. Tough. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Just frustrates me that we're seven, eight, nine years into it. And we're still just trying to get the first steps forward with that kind of organization. Not to say nothing has been happening in those previous years, but as far as the organization goes, but you know, very frustrating. It takes, it takes uh, effort from both sides. And, mm -hmm. you know, it does take effort from the side of those of us who want something like the FTA. And like you said, all of us are very busy. All of us, you know, don't have time Absolutely. to contribute. And yet it needs that in order to survive. We've acknowledged that they are a nonprofit organization and they don't have the capacity to do everything that maybe our expectations hold or I, that we I, expect. So I'm, I'm not here to argue with yeah, you, but I'm, during the episode, we had mm -hmm. so many people volunteer to help with certain things. And I'm just really curious where that went. I mean, Good help is hard to find, and there are some really good people <laughs> offering help. So, wow. like, what's... Well, like I said, <laughs> what we do know is that there is opportunity for someone to perhaps uh, create a for-profit organization, because mm. I know with the massage world, we do have a for-profit oh, uh, professional organization that does a lot of really amazing, great things. And perhaps this is just showing that there is a niche for that, and perhaps someone will step forward and and uh you know fulfill that so okay at least we know there's opportunity out there for people but there are opportunities in this industry absolutely and i don't know if it's niche or niche but there's definitely one of those two things <laughs> for for this and 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 that is not to discount the fta on the whole yeah. i'm just experiencing yeah. extreme frustration at this point i don't think you're uh, alone in that at all uh, yeah I, 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 I agree with you as well and 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 i i know that the public perception is not high of the fta yeah. and there are Ah, okay. Uh, beyond, <laughs> I, I hope to learn more at this year's float conference, and hopefully others filled out uh, that form, and it, and it means some really awesome change for the FTA and for the float community as a whole. With that being said, for the, <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be such a big thing. Uh, still putting up FRP. It's way slower. It's There's a lot to it, like when you're cutting out outlets and all that stuff. Mm. And I've messed up a bunch. Well, partially Ooh. because the float shop isn't uh, full of 90-degree angles. It's a very complicated um, building. And so I'll realize there's just big gaps and things aren't fitting together properly. So hopefully uh, caulking will really make that... <laughs> 
Just Paul a big... can fix anything. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll see. I think I'm going back tonight to go do that. So next week, oh. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is just that Art of the Flow is going to be at the Flow Conference. I'm just so excited about it. I know it's not a weekly update thing. I'm just really excited to actually have a booth this year and say hello to everybody who listens, who maybe have gotten something out of this show, make new friends, all that stuff. It, it's um, always fun, but it's going to be interesting and, and exciting to have an anchored point uh, to meet people. And, and um I think it's, it'll be easier for people to say hello. I always get like apprehensive about saying hello to people. I'm very introverted, which I know doesn't make any sense. Uh, but believe me, podcasting, it's just a few people on, so it doesn't feel like hundreds and hundreds of people. So this will be nice to uh, be able to say hello to everybody and not, not have any barriers about it, chat. Uh, we'll also be talking about FEMO, our financial modeler system tool, uh, which is super, super duper exciting. We'll have the podcasting booth. If everything goes according to plan, and uh, what what else? Oh, there'll be some cool photography stuff going on as well. Definitely stop by the booth uh, in regards to the photography because we'll we'll be launching something that'll uh, only be available at the float conference as well. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. All right, should we bring Beth on? Let's do it. Cue it up, Brian. Here we go. Thanks, Amy. I'm so excited to bring Beth Jones on today. Beth is, I think, truly an extrovert. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a lie, by the way. That's the Not opposite possible. of true. <laughs> well, then you must save up all year long because at the float conference, you were so much fun and all uh, over the place. Well, um, I will take that. Yeah. Uh, Beth is absolutely fun and she's also quite the business person. Beth uh, owns a float center and I believe is franchising with multiple float centers, not just uh, one. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about that and her story. First, I, I do want to go back uh, and actually hear uh, about how Beth started her first float center, how she got into floating, and now how that has bridged to uh, franchising. Welcome to the show, Beth. How are you this evening? Hi, thanks. I'm super stoked. I Yay. love this game. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, for, I'm ready for the questions. Well, we start out with the softball questions, and it just gets harder from here. So Okay, good. So, I, would, I would like to clear up that I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. I do. Uh, I go to float conference, and I love people. But then uh-huh. at like five o'clock, I'll disappear for like two hours oh, because really? I need to like crawl into my cave and re-energize myself. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy, but it works. No, I do the exact same thing. That's that's great to know. We have yeah. a, a space near the float conference that I go to just be quiet, listen to some music and, and revive. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's it's good. good. No, I'm not the only one. Who Kindred spirits. Yes. Right. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Except you're a ton of fun when you get back on. I'm just like lurking in the in the against the walls in the corners. That's a lie. You're total fun all the time. That's right. So, uh, how did you? Where are you located, Beth? <laughs> in coastal North Carolina, um, in a little town called Sneeds Ferry. Oh, yes, absolutely. In like a little tiny town on the coast. Seriously. Yeah. And and is it uh, considered progressive? Um. No. This okay. is actually, so our, our area is the home of one of the largest Marine Corps installations in the country. Mm. And our little town is the home of the special operations community for the Marine Corps. Wow. Um, so that was a lot of the driver behind building in this tiny little town as oh, opposed to elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so you tried floating first, I'm assuming? There are people out there who decide to start a float center before floating. Was that you? Um, no, I will tell you, actually, I am, uh, my, how I started floating story is bananas. I 
read an article on an airplane five, five years ago or so at this point. And it was all about sensory deprivation. And there was a picture of like the older style tanks. Um, and my background is in water rescue. So I like, I'm a water baby, I'm a mermaid. And I read this article and I was like, you could tell me that this contraption cures cancer. And I am never going to crawl in a dark closet with water (laughs) ever, ever in my whole life. Never happening. That's our standard client. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So fast forward, I went to visit some friends and um, he was uh, on the SEAL teams and was um, recovering from an injury and found floating as a result of that and opened a float center in Virginia Beach. Wow. And so I go and I'm, you know, like I am referring to this practice as sensory deprivation at that point is how it's in my brain. And he's went to breakfast with he and his wife and we're talking about float therapy. And he's like, we opened the center. You've got to try it out. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I think that's great. (laughs) So he starts explaining it to me and I'm like, no, I love you and I want you to be happy and I'm sure it's going to be massively successful, but I'm Uh never going like, I'm not doing that. And so we fought like all the way through breakfast (laughs) and I left breakfast with a solid no. Wow. And then I called him an hour and a half later and said, fine, you win. Cause that's what seals do, right? That is, <laughs> like oh, we, funny. Nice. We know, we know that about them. That's and I'm like, the fine. kind of passion you want from a, bu- yeah. a business owner, a business partner. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah. You win. <laughs> fine. I'll go. Um, and I told him, I said, I will go. I'm going to stay in there for a half an hour. Just so oh I said, just, just so I can say I did. Okay. And that'll be that. Then we'll be done. Like I tried it. You're happy. Life is good. 30 well, minutes. That was all you could commit to. 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And I fell so hopelessly in love. Um, I was practicing real estate at the time and was just digitally bombarded and always Mm, on. mm. And so I did not realize how badly my brain needed to not until I got in there and it was, I got out and I called him and said, okay, I got to, I got to eat crow because now you have to tell me how to do this. Awesome. That's some good crow. That's great. Yeah. Now I need to own one. And so, yeah. So, so then I came back to North Carolina and realized that the health department was, um, float center adverse, we'll call it. Oh, okay. At the time. And so fought with them for, I don't know, two years. And... Eventually, amendments were published to the swimming pool regulations. Oh, my gosh. And So um, you were the lead in, in talking with them, working with them. Yeah, I just argued with them a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and is that what that actually looked like, just being on the phone and saying, like, look, there are differences here? Or did you, did you need to give them research? What was it that helped convince them? It was a lot of, it was a lot of that. So our local okay. guy, fortunately, was, um, I spoke with him a lot. He sort of became a champion for us, maybe because I was in his office a lot. <laughs> nice. um, and so he was and like, well, how do, I make her, how, do I, how do I make her go away? <laughs> right. right. Um, sure. And we were talking to the guy at the state level quite a bit also. Um, but Walter, God bless him, our local guy was reading all of the research I was sending him. Good. And because um, early on, when I first approached them, they were like, oh, yeah, blue tanks are in the in the swimming pool category. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Can you send me those regulations? And so they send them over and sure enough, like it's swimming pools, wading pools, 
float tanks. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you telling? I need to have a lifeguard. Right. Okay. Let's talk about, awesome. <laughs> let's talk about how this is supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know on and, paper, this makes sense, but let's visualize the scene yes, here. Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of kind of walking through all of those things. And, um, it was, it was good. Like I said, finally they published the amendments and they're not ideal. Okay. Um, but I was completely okay with it being possible at that point. Um, can you list like, some of the caveats? Is it like uh, bromine, something like that? We have to. So initially, um, we had to. We would have had to use chlorine. So that was one oh, of the wow. things that they had to allow for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, are, are you guys protecting people or trying to kill them? Because we have options here. <laughs> totally. That's great. Um, That's great. And yeah, so we, we do have to use bromine now, um, which again, like not entirely best case scenario but it's like two parts per million i think is the minimum we can keep in there which is pretty low okay and um it's sort of a non-event at this point like once you figure out how to do that it just is what it is got it um we botched uh the lifeguards um so we don't we don't have lifeguards um i did make short shirts for my staff at one point that says they they say pod guard um just for giggles, because I was hoping the health department would stop by when somebody was wearing one. Um, we don't have to have rescue equipped like shepherd's hooks and stuff. So oh my that's gosh. that's good. Oh, that'd be so um, funny to just have have the um oh gosh, what's it called? The uh life preserver mounted to the side of the wall, just like Yeah, you see on, I still kind of want to get one. But right, totally. so the, the comedy that stayed that's public is that we do have signs um and the text size is mandated by the health department. Oh, funny. Okay. Um, so they loudly proclaim no diving. <laughs> Seriously? Awesome. No, no Hilarious. pet, no pets are allowed. Oh my um, God. No alcohol. Adults should not swim alone. It says that on the wall of my float room. Adults. Um, okay. Yeah, they should not. And so people come in and occasionally will ask like, why does <laughs> oh, that sign no. say I shouldn't get in here alone? I'm like, Oh, we have buddies. Like we have, we have a health department uh, float, that cares we, that much about we you. Have, we actually have float friends that are going to get in with you. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, no, it says should. It says you should not. It doesn't say you can't. Nobody can okay. be supplied. For, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so great. Yeah, so those are, those are the big rules. And then we, of course, have to have external filtration. And all of that has to be in one room. It has to be in a, in a lockable, enclosed, ventilated oh, space. Okay. So your options are to put it in a closet in the float room, but then you have to have ventilation in all of those okay. closets. Or you can run an absurd amount of plumbing to one room in the back of the Damn. center and just put all the the meat of the equipment back there, uh-huh. um, which is what we did. And it, it actually, I mean, there are there actually are some benefits to it. Sure. Um you know, it's nice to be able to access that stuff while people are in float sessions and right. to have manual controls available if for some reason computers fail, which of course they do. And um, <laughs> so there, you know, <laughs> right. So there, there are some, some good things that came of it. And it, there are um, float centers that pr- prefer that. That's how they intended to build yes. it out. But, but well, think, and, oh, and that's one of the things moving forward that with the franchise that that will, unless, unless it's against health department regulations elsewhere where they require everything to be in the pod, which I can <laughs> right. see happening. Um, 
that that's the way we will build it everywhere. Um, cool. cause I, I think there, um, there the are enough advantages to it that, uh, it's worth it. Nice. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Super cool. I just want to clarify, you knew about that before you started construction, right? So you could have, you planned this out. I did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we drew the, the initial plans knowing all of those things. Yeah. Got it. Cool. That, that part is nice. Even more, seems more important than which way it went, just knowing what you needed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I have to say, I mean, at at this point, and and I, it's a good time to talk about it. I know that a lot of people in the industry are against you know, government regulation. And oh. I think that setting up internal, you know, some sort of, you know, through the FDA or something like that, setting uh-huh. up like a self-policing association, um, maybe the best case scenario, it's going to take a long time to get to that place though. Sure, sure. Um, and I think that the, really the trick with the health department is to show up in person and say, look, I want this to be right. And I want you to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. So let's just figure it out together. Cool. So that I'm happy and you're happy yeah. and we don't like we don't have to fight about it and we can all compromise together and we'll sort it out. Nice. I, I love that philosophy. I hope that that's true. I know it's possible in some cases that's not uh, That's true. They're yes. not necessarily super open to it and mm-hmm. you know they're they're just open and shut, done. Don't want to yes. look at it. Mhm. Uh, but I completely agree. And I also just want to say, I also back you up on government regulation and, and that being necessary for our industry. Um, yes. but it will be nice if we have uh, a group that can help facilitate the development of that so that it isn't just government rubber stamping something that's not great for our clients and for our businesses. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, like we were just talking about had, um, you know, North Carolina was totally backwards when I first approached them about this. It was In just general bananas. Or just the- the health department. The health department. I don't know. In general, maybe also. Um, So I think we absolutely need an advocate that's going to say like, here's what's, what's working and here's what we can do while, you know, sort of maintaining the sanctity, if you will, of the experience. Yeah. And let's figure out what that looks like as a, as a blanket across the board and go from there and then educate the health departments about why it works and why it's completely safe and, you know, all of, all of those things. So I, you know, it, it takes all kinds of kinds. So we just have to all be nice to each other and work it out. Agreed. I agree with you. Um, okay. How long have you been open? Gosh, it'll, um, <laughs> it's almost two years. It feels like so long. It's almost two years. Wow. That yeah. is so incredible to hear like feeling so on your feet and able to tackle another project two years in, like that just, I think says a lot for how far the industry has come. And, and I'm sure it's also a testament to you and your business acumen and all of that as well. well uh, business and acumen and insanity, you know, and insanity. Mostly. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Let's, I'm starting to get bored. Only spinning 20 <laughs> plates. Bring it on. Right. It, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I just was made president of the Rotary Club also. So there, <laughs> there's never, uh, we don't do dull moments around here yeah, for sure. You don't yeah. like downtime, huh? Okay. No, well, we I actually, talk about that. I actually really do. Right. <laughs> I really do. I just, it, uh, I see, I see an avenue that right? needs to be tackled and I just can't stop myself. Isn't that a funny so, thing as, as somebody who can do nothing all day long when there are these opportunities, it's so 
it, it's just like water flowing downhill. You just have to go that direction and have to take it. It's such yes. a weird thing. I don't know if it's it an is. entrepreneurial thing or what, but you just get, you just get, you see these opportunities more and more um, after opening your business. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's true. Cause I actually was writing a business plan not two weeks ago about something in completely, like, completely different <laughs> industry, completely different like thing. Mm. Oh, and great. my best friend was just looking at me like I had grown another head. And I'm like, look, dude, I, I know, dude, I, know. <laughs> I know, trust me when I tell you that I completely understand that I'm not, and I'm it. not stopping. And, <laughs> I acknowledge that. And but I'm like, this just has to be done. Like our community needs Funny. it. And so we just have to, we're just, we just have to figure it out. It's going to be fine. Wild. She's like, okay, you're, um, and then immediately like she does, was like, oh, well, I happen to know somebody that owns a business like that, and you should talk to them. I'm like, okay, Jeez. great. <laughs> so she's well, a facilitator also, okay. by the way, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> um, so two years in, when did you start thinking about franchising? How did that start coming up? That actually, um, another funny thing, was <laughs> never in my, it was never in my growth plan, really, oh, interesting. like initially. I'm a, I'm a big picture thinker. Uh-huh. And I had a plan and it involved, you know, just sort of building new locations and hiring managers for those and, and uh-huh. them just kind of all being mine. Yeah. And I had locations planned out for those and then had enough people ask me about franchising. And this has probably been nine or 10 months ago, maybe. Okay. That... I was like, you know, because people would ask if I would was franchising, and I was like, well, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing this. Yeah. And finally, one day, somebody asked, and I was like, I really should look into that because I don't even know. I don't know what franchising entails. Right. I don't even know how you do that. Right. And so I looked in it. I called and called some franchising consulting teams, and oh, cool. Okay. Um, talked with. The, I'm a big fan of leverage, so I was like, I could probably figure this out, but I don't have the bandwidth or the time right. with which to do that. Right. So I'm going to let the people that do that handle it. And so smart. Such a difficult yeah. skill. That's great. That it's is not hard. something I've mastered. <laughs> yeah. Um, so met with a couple of different teams, um, found one that felt good to me and they've been good to me. I really like them a lot. And okay kind of let them, they handled all the paperwork. Um, they came to visit and wrote operations manuals and franchise business plans and wow. um, did a whole lot of stuff. And, but it was great because, you know, they asked for my input on the, the technical business things and the things that were specific to what we do and how we want to grow and the rest of it, the legalese and the, you know, just general franchising disclosure stuff. Right. They handled all that. Awesome. Um, so I didn't have to get bogged down in those things. Uh, financially, what was that? Uh, now you don't have to give me specific numbers, although you're more than welcome to. Um, you know how much, how far out on a limb did you have to go financially to get that ball rolling? It wasn't horrendous. Okay. Um, the company that I found ended up. Uh, they do it a little bit differently because they're not. Um, their idea is we'll set the franchise up for you. And then if you want us to help you sell it, then we'll work on commission after that. Oh, interesting. So okay. it was a very different structure than a lot of them will, will do. Um, huh. And it worked the best for us. Cause I, I do really believe in, you know, 
merit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, that's amazing that they do as well. I mean, like they're yeah, willing to put themselves. Yeah, um, so it was it was great to be able to get get through all the the paperwork stuff and handle all that, and then to say, okay, well, here's what the commission structure is going to look like, and this is what happens if I bring a lead to the table or I bring okay. a franchisee to the table. They still will work through the process, um, but because we didn't have to spend a bunch of money finding these people. Right. Um, we can function on a little less money. So it's good. And, and so you did decide to go partner with them going forward as well? Yes. Cool. Yep. To, to connect. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's so all they, kinds they of options. So they take care of all the legalese. You take care of all the float center information. It all gets collated into a nice package, a nice document. And then um, you get the word of mouth. People coming in and saying, this is awesome. I'd like to do this. And then they're actually actively reaching out to other parts of the community to say this is an opportunity for franchising or they have networks, connections of people who are interested in um, uh, joining a franchise that, that you will be listed in. Is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, got yeah. it. Interesting. Um, and so you had to know all your numbers and everything to do this, right? Like there can't be any yes. secrets as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yes, have to know all the numbers. Uh, yep. Was that terrifying? <laughs> was it a lot of work? How was that for you? Did you have all your numbers pretty well lined up? I already? keep pretty good track of those. Cool. Um, Helm, I will tell you, the reporting tools in there are a godsend all nice. the time. Um, <laughs> it just is. It's real. It's just really. It's easy. It's easy to to track sales numbers and and where that money's coming from and uh-huh. all of those things. Um, so that part's good. And the rest of it is, you know, the expenditures and things like that. I, I'm kind of a spreadsheet oh, crazy person. So. Oh, great. That's... And it's funny because if you saw my office, you would say, this, <laughs> there's no way she is organized. But when it comes to the business, it's this a completely different. This is a representation different... of my emotional state, right. not my business state. <laughs> Get it clear? I prefer it. I can't, I can't work when things are all tidied. <laughs> Weirds me out. I'm not, I'm not going into that one. That's <laughs> We're not going to approach that today. That's a, a different podcast. Uh, so do you have people who have actually signed up for this? Yes. Okay, please. Yeah. Elaborate. So we have a couple, we have a, a couple of things moving. Um, we have one coming to Cary. So we've announced that one. Um, Cary is about two and a half hours from us here in North Carolina. Okay. Um, that's going to be in a beautiful center. We're thrilled about it. Um, the franchisee teams, shout out to Kelly and Joe. They're <laughs> the best. Um, they're just fantastic people. And we and you all get take... final say, right? Like you get to decide you're awesome. You can franchise with me. You are not awesome. You do not get to franchise with me. Correct. Cool. So they, by definition, are awesome. They you think are right? awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we'll go with Rad. I like it. Um, so that, and that was one of the things up front with my franchise team that I was really clear about, um, because one of the things that moving forward with the brand, that's really important to me is that this business is about people and it's about nurturing people and it's about creating spaces of love. And I just refuse to sell my soul for the dollar, right? Like it's either going to be a brand that is organic to like the feel of our center Mm -hmm. or 
or you you can you can just figure it out yourself. Like I just um, so there are other franchises out there. There's one in particular that comes to mind that uh-huh. really touts how much money you're gonna make and really gives some fantastic numbers that look sure. like just cha-ching. Sure. And I don't really believe the numbers. First of all, um, sure. I think it's pr- practically false advertising. Uh, if it if it's not actual false advertising, but um, that is not how you're getting your franchisers or franchisees, I should say. No, um, um, I they, don't. They have to understand your. Yes, it's a very it's kind of an ethos thing. I'm not. Right. Um, I'm not interested in people that want to be in the float business because they want to make a million dollars. Great. And um, I, you know, we, we all like money. Money's good and we need to make money so we can yes. keep our roofs and our food and our mm-hmm. whiskey and <laughs> all mm-hmm. the, the ne- necessary life things. Um, but that is not how we attract people and, and we, and we won't. That's really fascinating. I, I think that just kind of, you said the word ethos that goes against kind of the ethos of business as a whole, just like in general, um, that that's not how people tend to do things, but it is Correct. very in line with a lot of how pe- uh, people who start float centers think. And right. I really, really like that. You know, the float shop, you know, Sandra and I, you yes. know, that's completely in line with how we think. So mm-hmm. um, that's really cool for you to have the guts, uh, if that's not the right word, just like the confidence to go forward with money's not the number one thing. That's not the thing I'm going to push forward. It's the benefits that are going to, um, move me and and need to move the people who are going to franchise with me. And obviously, like you said, that's, um, money is important, but that's going to lead to money, but it also like shows your priorities, like with how you're going to run your float center, how you're going to treat your employees, all of that stuff rains down from that really important, not mission statement, but we'll go and say ethos again. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. (sighs) And I think that that's, yeah, I think, and I, I really think that that moving forward is the heartbeat of the industry, right? Like those are the centers that, you know, you take care of the people and they come back. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how, if, if people can come into your center and feel different in a really great way, mm-hmm. then that's, that's what moves them to keep coming and to tell their friends. And so those things are important to business growth, but again, you know, in a, in a very different approach so I'm okay, and I told my franchise team I'm okay with growing slowly, cool, as long as we're growing properly. And <laughs> so far, so far we're we're doing that. <sighs> I love it. Gosh, that's yeah. just such a nice breath of fresh air. Thank you. I love that. I love that happy side. That makes me. That makes my heart happy. <laughs> so what? Um, so going into a franchise, you know, there there's. Well, I guess you can explain to me, are there upfront fees? Is it ongoing? What is the reason that somebody goes, I love floating, that's great, and decides to go, I'm going to do this myself, or I'm going to do this as a franchise, and obviously specific to your franchise? Sure. I had this conversation just recently. I had a couple come in that had spoken with another franchise and Hmm. kind of came in and were really abrupt and Ah. really like had all their walls up and... um, I was like, okay, <laughs> we're nice. gonna take a deep Tear breath and down. yeah, we're gonna because this is not <laughs> that, so we're gonna we're gonna reinvent this real quick. Um, so in the beginning, I think that you choose to franchise because you maybe don't understand how business works. Like mm. you just don't. That seems 
foreign and scary and hard in terms of hiring employees and how to run payroll and all the back end systems. Which it is, by the way. It is. It is <laughs> scary. Your first time, right. Yeah. And so there are people that would love to run a float center that just need to be taught how to do those things. Right. And so that's a happy place for me because I love coaching. Um, mm. So it's sort of a coaching role. I can come in and, and teach people how to set all these things up. Um, and it just, it sort of removes, A, you have a buddy, um, and B, you're removing all the scary things. Well, I can't say all of them, but most of them, most of the scary things <laughs> and the intimidating things about opening a business, but yeah. also about opening a float center. Because you do, I mean, we all know that have, that have done this ourselves, mm-hmm. you take one step and say, I'm going to open a float center. And then you take step number two and you're like, oh my God, the health department. Right. I don't know how to and do I don't know what to do with these people. <laughs> health department, financing, location. Financing. Yeah, like, location. A all thousand of things it. I need to do yes. right now. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got people that are like, cool, yeah, I'm happy to help you with that. That'll be $800. And you're like, <laughs> okay, but what I, for, for what? Hmm. And so it's sort of um, always, the analogy I always use is sort of just paving the road. And it's not that there won't be hills or bumps in the road because we can't prevent all of those things. Those They're going to come up. They're going to happen. Um, but my role in that is, A, I've paved the road. So uh-huh. there might be a pothole here and there, but it's it's still not a dirt road. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we're, not, right. we're not using machetes and like hacking through the woods trying to find our way to somewhere. Which is how it has been in this industry for a yes, long time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we've we've... Like I said, we've, we've paved the road. We have, my lender is brilliant. Um, I love him. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. He takes really good care of people. Um, so I'm thankful to have him on my team. Um, we've battled the insurance bit, which we all know is one of the other giant hurdles. Um, we've hmm. battled the health department already. Um, I know my way around the health department at this point, and it doesn't scare me to walk into the health department and say, hey, what's going on? What can we yeah. do? Let's figure it out. <laughs> Let's check. Um, right. And so uh, the first time, the second time I was up in Cary, we'd done some location shopping. We figured out where we were going to be. And the second time I went up there to have a meeting with the contractor, I um, told Kelly, I said, let's, let's go to the health department. And she was like, okay, okay, okay <laughs> I'll meet you there. And I said, this is just, it's just introductory. I just want them to see my face and I want them to see your face and I want them to know that we're good cool. people. Interesting, and, uh, right. They we're can just, see now, a snake, right? right? Now, like somebody yeah, wants to get you, around. Yeah, we're not hiding behind emails anymore. Here we are, standing in your office. Interesting. And I don't, I'm not here to trap you or steal your time, but <laughs> I just, you know, just want you to know we're here. And so the, again, like those things are not scary to me at this point because mm. I like lived in a health department for six months. Or something you, you had a cot there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was like, here, you guys want some breakfast biscuits? I, <laughs> I just picked them up on my way over. Oh, um, that's awesome. So there's that. I think all of those things are the value in franchising. Um, Kelly said too, we were location shopping and I walked in a space and I uh, was picturing where things were going to go yes. and what the flow of the center was going to look like. And she said, when we walked out of the building, she's like, I'm really glad you're here because I could see your gears turning 
because yeah. you know what you're looking at Absolutely. and I don't. And so I was like, she's like, I was in there like, uh-huh. Yep. This is, yeah. Looks like a commercial space with no yeah. walls. Cool. We'll, and... we'll super soundproof that wall next to the gym <laughs> yes. and we'll be good to go. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, we'll put this pot here and this pot. Yeah. yeah this isn't going to work. We're done. Yeah. Those are the things, right? Because I can see it in my head Yep. and then Huge I can explain there. it. Um, right. And so, so those are, there's a lot of value add to the franchise piece. Um, and, and how about marketing? Do, do you have, um, I don't know how you call it, like generalized marketing that they can use or funnels out to them? Yes. So all of our, I actually have a degree in marketing, so that's really, <laughs> really helpful. Um, so I do all my own print design and I do like, I handle all of our social media and our, like I built our website. I'm actually rebuilding the franchise side of it right now. Ah, cool. Um, but the, so there's a lot of that that I can do that then I can rebrand to push out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like we don't handle the printing costs, but we handle all the design pieces and it's nice that it's in house because then if there's something specific that they need, then I can design it and send it to them and then we're done. Oh, awesome. We don't have That's to so cool. track external people down. Right. Um, and that I really love working in the design part of my brain. So it's, <laughs> That's, it's fun for me. <laughs> I, I love that. Just like creating your own dream, right? Like any, any future career stuff, it should just follow your passions and, yes. and feed them. I love yeah. that. So it's good. It's neat how those things have kind of come together in um, all this. You know, I realize we've been talking about your place so much, but we haven't said the name of your float. Uh, I was going to say float spa. What, what's the name of your float center? Yeah. So the, the float center is the float spa SF. Mm-hmm. That's here in Snedesbury. The franchise is the Float Spot X. Um, the X is actually a geotag. So our franchisees, I always say, are X factors. Um, and so, Wait, what do you mean by that? Just that um, they're they're going to bring they're something. Kind of the personality behind it, right? Oh, okay. So, like I said, you know, ours is the Float Spot SF because we're in Snedesbury. And the float spot carry, because you can't really abbreviate that, will be the float spot carry. Um, but any other, like just cities, we're just going to abbreviate the city. And that's what the, it'll be the float spa, I don't know, yeah. PDX spot, or whatever it is. Portland, yeah, yeah right. Or, yeah. Right, PDX, exactly. Yeah. So there's, cool. a, there's a lot of fun to do there. But you did ask about like startup fees and things like that. And so sure. there, is an, there is an upfront franchise fee. Okay. And so that covers the cost of training, which, you know, we have people here to our center to train and work with, oh, okay. with my team here so they can see it like live and up and running and what it yeah. looks like every day. Mm-hmm. And then prior to opening, um, I will go and train their staff and get them through opening, which I think we can understand the value there because <laughs> we've all been through opening day, yep. right? Um, so, so cool. train their staff and make sure for the first few days that they're, you know, every, everybody's feeling okay and everybody's uh-huh. happy and we all understand our roles and all of those things. So the upfront fee, you know, just is covering travel and legal paperwork and hmm. training time and all marketing and all of those things. Okay. Um, so that's the upfront part. And then it's the monthly royalties is how that works. Okay. A, a the percentage. contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Split, uh, which, well, I can't ask further about that, can I? Um, <laughs> what, the royalties or the franchise fee? 
Uh, royalties. Yeah, we can talk about it. So the royalties are 6%. They're okay. set at 6%. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that seems incredibly reasonable. Am I, yes. am I missing something? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like it's reasonable too. And I wanted it to be like, I, oh, you know, right. I just, yeah, the idea is that it's a win-win. Beth, and... I knew there was a reason I liked you. That, <laughs> it's, it's so funny in every business meeting where there, there's going to be potential for money exchange. There's always a break to talk about. I, I always want to talk about, this should be an exchange that we're both happy with. Right. Um, like we walk away from this and six months time, we're still happy with this. And right. the general rule in big business is both parties should walk away unhappy, right? Cause you both have Correct. made concessions. And yes. I really feel like both sides should be like, this is a good, healthy, happy partnership. And I will be happy long-term going forward with this. And, yes. Uh, without, without breaking your back, bending over for somebody else, trying to make sure that they're taken care of, but it really being a good, healthy, reciprocal relationship. So I, just everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. I'm just loving what you're saying. So Thank good. you. That makes me, I'm trying really, like, I think I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty organic personality for the float industry. Um, yeah. With the exception that I'm like, probably, like I probably lean into conservative land, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> in funny. a really, in a really weird way. Um, okay. but so all of the growth is just staying true to that. It's, it's not, we're not trying to, trying to get crazy. I love it. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, so did you say you have two locations, uh, that are taking off or is it just, just one initially? There is another one that's coming. I just can't tell you where it is right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we've got to get a couple other paperwork things done. Um, but she will be at float conference with me. So. Oh, exciting. So you are coming to the float conference. That's <laughs> yes, great. Yes, yes. I love hearing that. Not Kelly. Cool. Kelly was going to come too, but her grandfather is turning 100 years old. And I think we can appreciate that those are celebrations we need to attend. Absolutely. I love yep. it. Oh my gosh. 100. Um, let's see here. So you'll be at the float conference. Everybody, please say hello to Beth. Absolutely. Beth is an amazing, amazing person. And if you're interested in either franchising with her or starting your own, she is, as you can tell tonight, an incredibly open book. Uh, so please give her a hello and buy her, is it a shot of whiskey? What, what do they buy you, Beth? <laughs> <laughs> what do they buy? Whiskey's fine. Or wine, red wine is always totally appropriate. Oh, that's so um, funny. I love how you're not. just like, yes, absolutely. You can buy me alcohol. That is great. <laughs> Listen, we have to stay real. We have to stay true to ourselves. <laughs> and uh, I'm okay with that. I'd spend like um, juggling chainsaws, babies, and bowling balls. That's my, that's my circus act Seriously. in my daily life. And so I am okay with wine and whiskey being required. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Beth, is there anybody else... Uh, First of all, just thank you so much. Thank you for sharing this. It's, it's a really nice insight into the, the world of a franchisee. And I love, I, I mean, I know I liked you and I knew there's probably a reason for that, but just hearing all your philosophies on this is so encouraging for me. I just absolutely love that so much. And, and to know that you can grow your business and help other people grow their own businesses and it be in like a holistic, soul-fulfilling way. Oh my gosh, it makes me yes. so happy. Yes, and um, I love how you just like bottled that up. That was really nice. well done. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, is there anything you want to share with the rest of the float community before we sign off tonight? Um, just a couple, a couple of additions. Nothing yeah, crazy. I think that, um, cause so with other franchises out there and I think you and I have touched on like maybe what the differences are. Uh -huh. Um, but that was one of the things that I battled. It was like, okay, well, I mean, there, there are franchises and they exist and people know who they are and that's great. 
Um, so is this a road that I want to go down? And, and so there were some really specific pieces of that. And I think, again, like we go back to the ethos and, and where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but also um, to allow some flexibility because there are, like we added cryotherapy to our center here. Uh-huh. And I think that as float center, you know, fl- floating is always going to be the bread and butter of the franchise, but I didn't want to box it in, in such a way where if somebody wanted to add halo therapy or wanted to add an infrared sauna or wanted to add cryotherapy, that, that was not permitted. Floats only. Right. You're under our brand. Yeah. Right. And I think that there's room for both. The only thing, the, the one thing that I'm adamant about is that we're not getting into anything aesthetic. We're not getting into. Oh, cool. Yeah. Any sort of. Um, <sighs> hair or waxing or yeah. <laughs> any of those things. Yeah. Um, so that's something we're careful about, about, but in terms of like holistic health modalities, I'm in. Um, and so all of our franchisees and p- clients that we're working with right now all know that if there is a modality that they're specifically interested in, we'll tackle it together and, and bring it, bring it in to their spot. And that's Okay. Um, and then the other thing that's really important to me, and we were talking earlier about downtime is that one of the things in the float industry that I have watched a lot and it, it hurts me a little bit, Hmm. (laughs) um, we were talking about leverage. And so it was really important to me in building this float center that I was building a business that I was not chained to. And, oh, uh in that we were hiring the right people and making the right choices and keeping it simple enough that when I, when I started franchising and I need to travel and need to go (laughs) be with franchisees elsewhere that I don't have to worry about it. When I go to full Mm. conference, I don't have to, like, it doesn't even cross my mind to think about being closed while I'm gone at float conference. The girls are fine. The team is fine. Um, and so it's teaching that too, is teaching, um, oh. how we get through that leverage piece and how to own a business worth having and live a life worth living all at the same time, because all of those things can go together. Um, and you can have space for all of that. And we just have to, we have to learn how to let go. Um, hmm. and I was talking to somebody recently about staffing. And they were like, well, that's the hardest thing as the, as an owner is to, you know, like not micromanage. And I, uh-huh. for me, it has always been the opposite. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> um, it really is always because I, I hire people I trust mm-hmm. and we're constantly talking about like you, you make the decision, make a decision and then tell me what it is later. <laughs> yeah. And then if that's not the decision that I would have made, I will tell you why, sure. but we're not going to argue about it. Like I'm going to back you up on whatever decision you make, but then no slap on the wrist to be right, afraid then, of, to make right, a choice. Then we're, mm-hmm. we're going to figure, cause we're all going to grow through it together. And because I, I want them to feel like it's their spot while they're there. Love and it. so they take really good care of it. And, <laughs> and I think that, again, I think that that's a really important I know that you've seen it in the float community that we have a, a lot of people that, you know, they get stuck in this. I'm the only one that can do this mm, and this is it. mine. And 
to, to some extent, that's true, right? You can't just be like, oh, no, I don't care about any of those things. Somebody else will figure it out. Sure. <laughs> but there can be some space in there for you, yep. too. So we just have to figure out how to balance that. Oof. Good yeah. stuff, Yeah, crazy things. Mm. Thank you. Can't yes. wait to give you a hug at the Flow Conference. I Thank can't so wait to hug sharing. your neck. <laughs> Is Sandra, Sandra's coming, too, right? Yeah, we... Um, We've basically got baby care all weekend long, so we're going to enjoy those speeches. We're going to enjoy the parties, all that stuff. And we, mm-hmm. we might be going home a little earlier than everybody else. Yes. But, but, uh, <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll be up bright and early for sure and, and enjoying Good. everything and saying hi to everybody. Did you be just sure say you were going to get up early? Did I hear that? Did you say that? Yeah. Before? I don't wake up at 10 or 11 <laughs> anymore. It changed about 21 months ago. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love your little rock climber, though. She's my favorite. Ah, just a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, she's great. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Uh, you distracted me bringing Sorry, up my daughter. Sorry, uh, talking oh, about babies. I- um, we have a booth. Uh, Art of the Float has a booth this year. Oh, so good. be sure to stop by the booth. We're going to have a sound recording booth there as well. So I want you to pop in there and drop some pearls of wisdom uh, oh, gosh. in there as well, which we'll, we'll play. We'll, I'll we'll, to, we'll give you questions. Don't worry. I'll have to think of something. <laughs> think of something. <laughs> no, no advanced planning required. Can I do? Um, are there whiskey shots at the sound booth? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We might just add those in, uh, or at least for Beth. That would make it really <laughs> colorful, I think. Huh. Maybe interesting. We'll see if we can sneak that in. We'll see if it goes against code. All right, Beth. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you at the Float Conference. And let's see here. I think, oh, the only other thing I wanted to uh, mention, well, a few other things, just in closing here. Uh, shout out to Float Away. Uh, they've been supporting this podcast since our first episode where we had no idea what we're doing. Now we don't know what we're doing, but we're some, something like two or three years old now. I, I forget how old we are, but we've been doing this for a minute. And uh, they've just taken great care of us, which was even true uh, when we owned one of their float tanks used. They took great care of us. Um, They're just always incredibly responsive, sweet people answering any question about our tank or any tank that we have, anything about plumbing, all that stuff. They're just super on board, good people, uh, which is why I encourage you to look at their float tanks for purchase. But I also just encourage you to take uh, the time to get to know them uh, because they're just great people to know. Um, Also very intelligent people. They know the industry very well. They've been involved for a long time. So give them a big hello uh, during the float conference as well. And uh, we'll, we'll, we got to take that dog out for a walk, don't we? Float, no, he just—he is sad that I'm not next to him. Is well, what he should have joined us on the podcast. <laughs> He's got insights too. That would be worse. Uh, okay, floataway.com is where you want to go. Say hello to Ginny and Colin while they're here uh, in Portland, I should say. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, our numbers is it's just so encouraging to know that people are tuning in to um, these podcasts, listening to our guests, all the information that we bring. Hopefully, uh, great information that we bring to the float community. And thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much to us. Um, in case anybody's listening to this before the float conference, just know that if um, you sign up before the float conference, we're giving away a free bonus set of really beautiful photography. Really, I would hate to say it this way, artistic. Um, so it's not just people floating, but but it's more expressive. Um, really cool model, Amanda. One of my first photo shoots and uh, she just absolutely brought it so please check that out and uh, artofthefloat.com forward slash consulting if you're interested in assistance in starting or refining your processes at your float center and thanks to Kim Hannon for taking show notes I think that's about it thanks again Beth thanks for joining us thanks Remember, dear see you soon 
Yeah, just a few days now. Yes. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Art of the Float.